Paging Dr. Randy. Paging Dr. Randy. I just got on call and they're paging me already. They want me to do work as soon as I get to work. Come on. Let's go. Yes, you. Come on. Well, I'm Dr. Randy. Nice to meet you. I'm a licensed family medicine physician. Since you're on call with me today, I want to make sure you learn as much as possible. Me and a few of my special friends are here to give you all the tips and info you need to live a balanced, healthy life. Are you ready to be on call with me? I hope so. So let's get it going. Our shift starts right now. Welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy your source of health information every Wednesday that you can use in your everyday life. Thank you to all my repeat listeners and welcome to all my first time healthy listeners. Take a seat, make yourself real comfortable. Yes, you can take your shoes off. Just don't touch my throw blanket. Yeah, I don't want you getting too comfortable bringing those outside germs and putting them on my throat blanket. But welcome to On Call with Dr. Randy. This week I'm starting my series I entitled I'm Too Young for This Ish. Most of us, I would assume, know someone who has been diagnosed with some medical condition early on in life. Something that they would say, I'm too young for having this ish. Well, I wanted to chop it up with some of my friends who have been diagnosed with conditions early on in life. This week I have on former Army Captain and Electrical Engineer Jarvis Cox. Jarvis was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis early in his 30s, which is around the average age that most people get diagnosed with MS. However, I'm sure when Jarvis was diagnosed, he was like, I'm too young for this issue. There's no way that I have it. MS is an autoimmune disease condition in which the body attacks the nervous system. Symptoms can include weakness, vision changes, and coordination problems. We'll discuss with Jarvis his initial symptoms, how it affected him mentally and physically, and the importance of listening to your body. This will be a great interview. If you enjoyed, I hope you share it with others. Like I said, it'll be a great interview, so I'm assuming you will share with others. Also, if you haven't done so already, follow me on social media at underscore Dr. Randy. And if you want to, you can also check out the visual portion of this episode on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for On Call with Dr. Randy. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I greatly appreciate it. So let's go on call with my frat brother and line brother, Jarvis Cox. Welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy. We have my frat brother, line brother, Mississippi native, engineer, father of twins, Jarvis Cox on the podcast. What's up, Cox? How are you? What's what's going on? What's going on, Dr. Randy Watson? Dr. Randy Hines, man, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. Nothing much. I appreciate you being on. What's it like being the father of two twins? Whoa, man. It's a totally different scenario for my life, man. It's it's two of everything-ish, mm-hmm. but they have totally different personalities, man. My, my little guys, Jason Camden, are super cool, different personalities, always super funny, and it's always a good time around here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me and the wife always running behind on the dogs, get chased after. <laughs> and everything like that so always a fun time <laughs> right you said they got two per- different personalities what kind of personalities do they have all right the older one J- i call it older one he's on he's older for like a minute right all right he is a little bit more outgoing he's louder for the most part he's uh <laughs> i didn't even talk characteristics physical characteristics his hair is stringy and curly and he's uh a fair complexion 
kind of deal. And he's kind of tall <laughs> for a two-year-old. But uh, personality-wise, like, he's funny. He likes to roam around. He screams and yells a lot. Okay, so Camden is the younger one. Uh, he's a little bit more reserved. Uh, standoffish, he has to play out, play you out a little bit before he warms up. Uh, uh, he'll mean mug you. He has a, a, a resting baby face. <laughs> I call it that. Uh, uh, RBS. <laughs> the resting baby face. But uh, super smart. He talks a lot. He was the first one to walk, first one to talk, first one to eat. <laughs> yeah, he was the first, even though he was the second baby. So, uh, love them both. Any one of them in particular stay underneath you the most? <laughs> uh, not really, <laughs> but yes, my my wife gets it all. Crystal gets all the love. Uh, they stay under her. But Camden, the younger one, gravitates mm -hmm. more toward, towards her and actually looks just like her. And Jace looks just like me. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, Okay, so it balances it. it out easy. So I got Jarvis on today, a part of the series. I'm too young for this ish. So I have certain friends mm. who have been diagnosed with certain conditions <laughs> only early on in life. And Jarvis is mm. one of those friends who has been diagnosed with a condition called MS that I explained at the beginning of this podcast, gave some background information on that. And he was diagnosed early on in life. So I figured I'd have him come on and talk about his experience. So about how yes. old were you when you were uh, diagnosed? Uh, this happened about 10, eight, 10, eight years ago. So I was about what, 20, 28, 29 when I actually uh, got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So yes. what were some of the early symptoms that you started to have um, that made you mm. go get checked out? Yes, yes, yes. Super crazy. Uh, one thing I want to lead off with, do not take for granted the stuff that your body does naturally. You know, so uh, some of the early on conditions were vertigo. Uh, I turned my head it's super loopy all the time. Uh, I had uh, walking issues. Uh, I couldn't, uh, but my right side, right arm, right leg, it was like overshoot. So if I would point at something, it'll just misfire, right? And if I was mm -hmm. running, my legs go and then just raises up and kind of throws it off. So gait issues, uh, coordination issues. Then it uh, spawned into I couldn't talk good. Like my tongue was way too big and uh, my speech was off. Uh, that was mm -hmm. happening. Uh, the vertigo uh, and the gait issues and the coordination. And I also had some memory uh, things going on as well that I didn't really catch on to until they told me what it was, right? Yeah, what so, kind of memory issues uh, were you having? <laughs> really just, just basic things like remembering phone numbers. And it sounds like old age kind of thing, but remembering phone mm -hmm. numbers, sometimes names, can't complete sentences. Uh, the, I like to pride myself on my vocabulary. <laughs> and when it was hard <laughs> to come up with words just even small things, right? So, yeah, uh, symptoms were horrible. Right. So at this time period in life, like, where were you? Were you still in the military? Were you out of the military yet? Like, what is your life situation like right now? Man, the crazy thing is, okay, I got out of the military in 2012. I got diagnosed in 2014. Uh, in the military, I was super hua. <laughs> you know, that's a military term. 
uh, high speed. I was very physically active. Uh, master all my PT tests. Okay, get out of the military, run into a, uh, get into my job here in Dallas. Start working. That's when all the issues started coming on. Uh, started doubting it. I think it went on for about six, six to eight months before I started to do something. But I was well on into my professional post-military career. So what made you finally go get checked out? Crazy thing. One of my coworkers, or more so my, my boss, he was going to see this neurologist for some issues he was having. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm having these memory problems. I was trying not to have work problems too, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had to make sure I uh, reported this to my boss that I was having these issues. So I told it to him, say, hey, I might have some stuff going on with my mind. And he was like, hey, you ever thought about going to see a neurologist about this? I'm like, huh, not really. But, hey, yes, you got any recommendations? Uh, he referred his his doctor to me, uh, went there. <laughs> they did the test, came back. It was like, oh, yeah, you got MS. What? <laughs> I got MS? No, 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 no. I'm healthy. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What did you think was going on at first? Because you said this had been going on for a couple of couple of months, and sometimes we just try to like stretch something out and right, like right. give our body time to correct itself. Like, what did you originally think was going on with you? <laughs> don't laugh, don't laugh. I okay. thought it was sinus. I thought it was sinuses. I thought I had was having a bad sinus reaction, a flare up. I don't know, because when I went out of state uh, or just went out the city, I don't even call it out of state, because I went to your, uh, your graduation party. I was, I was doing having mm-hmm. the same symptoms during that time. And so I couldn't diagnose uh, you then. Yeah. Like, true, true, true. Man, you were too busy partying, <laughs> man. That, that party we went to was awesome, by the way. <laughs> but but no, uh, yes. So rolled out. I was, I was in life. Like right now, I'm having a memory issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Complete my sentence. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so what happened as far as like when they told you that you were diagnosed, the next steps after that? Oh, yeah, you know, the first one is disbelief, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are not talking about me. I need a second opinion. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, uh, I was in the military, got out, I'm in the VA system, uh, went to the neurologist at the VA, and they confirmed it. <laughs> After a, a couple of tests, they read my chart from the uh, outside neurologist, and then they did their own test, then came to the same conclusion. So I'm assuming during this whole time process, you start kind of researching stuff on your own trying to learn more about MS. Like, what was that research process yeah. like for you? <laughs> I give you my chronological order. I started off as, Mm-mm, this is not real. MS is not this. Okay, I don't have this right here. Uh, uh, all these other issues. You think you say my nerves are shedding? Mm-mm, I don't feel that <laughs> kind of thing. So <laughs> during my research, I learned, <laughs> I learned what MS is. Uh, the background of it, the characteristics of it, and how different they are for everyone. So no one has the same ailments. Uh, during this mm-hmm. course, I 
I talked to some people. There were some co-workers with, uh, with MS, but a little bit worse than, than I have. So cause they're having uh, debilitating issues, right? So, uh, so yeah, my researcher took me there to ask some questions, ask people, ask my outside neurologist what my uh, what can I expect, and my VA neurologist what can I expect from them. I'm trying to get different perspectives on it. <laughs> Right. So the people that you knew who had had MS, what kind of questions did you start kind of asking them about their own personal <laughs> symptoms, their treatment options? Like what, what did you ask them? It was mostly geared towards the treatment options because I was looking for something that was mild uh, after I came to the realization that I had it after a few, <laughs> a few weeks, a few months rather. I got diagnosed in 2014 and started taking medication in 2015. So uh, uh, during that prior, that time uh, span, asking people what type of medicine they was taking, uh, I was going over oral medications, of course, the auto-injectable ones, uh, the infusion ones, uh, trying to find something that was light because I knew I wanted to start a family and I didn't want to take something that would uh prohibit that right uh from me experiencing that and also my wife experiencing as well so uh just doing that process asking people what their uh, uh reproductive <laughs> status was were they really trying to have kids and taking this medicine and talking to my doctor so everything was geared toward the medication so you mentioned your wife earlier how great was it having somebody with a medical background on your side to help you out during this whole process <laughs> amazing right <laughs> because again talking about the medication the pharmacist right. and, and she knows everything right in, in my mind <laughs> that pharmacy can take <laughs> so uh that was good because now she does a special order pharmacy uh she actually works with patients that take these medications and everything like this so given the background that she has being married to someone with ms uh, she's able to talk to them, but she also helps me in determining new medications because I do want to switch, still look for something that's mild, uh, something that's good. And she has actually, uh, educated me on a lot of the medications that I thought I wanted to take <laughs> that, uh, when she, when she gave me the facts, she was like, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to what I got. So how do y'all kind of work that out as far as her going over certain meds and treatment options for you? Y'all just sit down and you kind of let her give her spiel or you just kind of start asking questions out the, like about it. Like, hey, babe, tell me about this. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. The latter. <laughs> once something, uh, you see all kind of commercials come on, right? So mm -hmm. uh, once you see something, I see something come on like ocralizumab, uh, uh, let me just call it. Um, uh, I say, hey, have you heard about that, baby? You know what I'm saying? Any any, any market research you can give me on some of these things on, on this particular drug? Like, well, let me tell you about this real quick. <laughs> and, uh, so we, we take our seat and we go over the facts. She print out her thing from work <laughs> and we start going over some uh, uh, going over lines. Right. <laughs> it's a give. It's a give and take kind of thing. Right. Right, right, right. So at the beginning when you were diagnosed, how was that for you like mentally when you first kind of came to grips and to terms that it, it, it was what it actually was? Man, LB, I'm going to keep it real, but I cried. 
and I cried a couple of days after that, right? After they told me, because I just couldn't believe that. This thing that I have heard about since elementary school, never really paid attention to it, but it was always in the background. I have this ailment, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I got this ailment, and shoot, that, that's it, it took me on for a couple more weeks. And once I grasped onto it, uh, and my girlfriend, my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, uh, she told me it's going to be all right. We're just going to work ourselves through it. And they gave me the confidence I needed to uh, continue on with this this condition and be cool with it. Because mm-hmm. you, from what I've always known, you've been in shape, been active, like military, like keeping you in shape. And from going that to like my yes. body is changing, that had to like, that's a hard transition. Tell me about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you kind of talked about um, the original symptoms that you had. Did some other symptoms start popping up later on? Uh, later on, not so much. Okay. After the initial symptoms went on, uh, I got a, uh, steroid infusion to kind of uh, alleviate some of those symptoms that I was having. So that, that wiped me out for a little bit longer. Everything was cool. My memory started coming back. I was able to talk. <laughs> I felt like my tongue wasn't as big <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, I even trying stuff out like running, right, and see if that was coming back to me. So it did. All right. That went on really good until two years later, uh, I had a relapse. And that relapse came in the form of double vision. And uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing, double vision. So I'll give you an example of what it was. So naturally your body, I mean, your mind or your eyes keep your figure like this. When I would look at something, everything would be just like this all the way around. Everything I looked at was double. How long did that last? (laughs) <laughs> to my next infusion, <laughs> steroid infusion. So it was, that was that was about uh, it lasted for about three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, mm-hmm. three weeks before I actually got it got it worked on because I was still trying to maintain. I thought it, I thought it would turn back around. I didn't think I relapsed <laughs> again. Uh, I'm healthy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you already blind wearing glasses automatically shout out to all my people that wear glasses but then to have (laughs) double vision (laughs) after that like was that a gradual thing or you just woke up one day or just you just going throughout your day and just like bam double vision i woke up one morning and everything i blinked a few times like uh you know how you wake up it's kind of blurry vision you know what i'm saying you're getting the, the stuff out your eyes those things didn't come out my eyes, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. After a whole bunch of blinking, I washed my face, rubbed my eyes a few times, man, still the same way. And it's like, oh, man, is, is, is this life? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> At that time, did you know it was a flare? No, no. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I just thought I needed to blink <laughs> a few more times. <laughs> How long did, before you realized it? Like, did you, okay, um, maybe I'm just tripping? Or did you immediately, like, that later that day, reach out to your neurologist? Like, hey, I'm having some new symptoms that's going on. Right. So, you know, no, it, 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 it took a week. It took about a week before I was like, hmm, it must be something wrong. 
So, uh, oh, along with the double vision, it was a uh, nystagmus. That's what they call it, right? So when mm-hmm. I would look to the side, my eye would, my eye would jump significantly, and then I come turn it back, and it's just okay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nystagmus with double vision. Uh, I went to the eye doctor to see if that was something that they could fix. They prescribed me some prism glasses that I did not wear. <laughs> it <was> weird. <laughs> <Okay>. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah yeah I, I just thought it was something regular and thought I could just get overcome it about a week yeah. <laughs> All right. So you kind of mentioned earlier about your choice in medications and worried about them t- uh, possibly mm-hmm. affecting your fertility. Were you also scared about mm-hmm. possibly dying from this or being severely uh, debilitated? Yes. Yes, the uh, dying part not so much because uh, the, all the things that I've read and and the, the uh, severity of my condition, I didn't think about dying. But at any moment, I did think that my legs could stop working, or my arms could stop working, or I can't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying at all. So yeah, so it just depends on where that inflammation lands in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially like like we talked about earlier, being young in life. And I think you said Mm -hmm. you and Crystal were just kind of starting about to get married when you were first uh, getting diagnosed, like about to get married. You knew that you found the one for you. How was that for you as an individual and as a man knowing like, okay, I'm sick right now, body wise, and being able to trust that you found a good partner that will kind of help you along the way? Man, Randy, you're going to make me cry up in here, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm that's, saying? That's uh, the goal, man. I'm trying to put, <laughs> pull on these strings, man. Shed a couple of uh, thug tears. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, but uh, but actually, that that turned me around right there. You know what I'm saying? That, that really let me know. When I told her, and she was just like, okay, let me just play it this way. Hit her up. I was like, hey, I got something to tell you. I know you might not want to be with me after I tell you this, but I got to tell you. I got MS and it's okay. You can hang up, <laughs> right? <laughs> she was like, huh? <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. We're going to be all right. We're just going to take it a day at a time. We're good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just something that happens. We'll, we'll work through it. And that, that one touched my soul. I was like, okay, she is it. You know what I'm saying? She, she got to be the one. And if it's not, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that made me feel good as a, as a man, uh, knowing that, there is a woman out there that completely had my back through something that I know that I wasn't going to grasp on to for quite some time. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. See, you caught her and told her you had MS. Now, if you caught her and told her you had a baby, I don't know if Crystal would have stayed with you. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. She she would have left you if you had had twins before her. <laughs> it would have been like, hey, baby, I, this happened. Hello? Hello? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hello? It's like, oh no, my hearing going out. Like, no, she hung up on you. <laughs> Must got a bad spot or something, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, what was it like talking to your family about that? While well, we already talking about to your wife, like, how did you have these conversations with like your brother and your other family? Oh, yeah. Members? Yeah, uh, you know, my mom, she, you know, I'm a mama's boy of sorts. You know what I'm saying? She took it a little harder than. 
she took a little harder than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. but she still wanted to be encouraging and say everything gonna be all right, the normal mama stuff. So of course she started doing reaching in her her uh her bag of tricks and bag of research tricks and <laughs> started pulling out mm -hmm. all the stops what what she could do what we can learn about uh who I can possibly go see in terms of care uh so she was very supportive my dad uh him being a dad of course want to be the hard one I want to be uh mm -hmm. real tough and say hey you good son all right don't worry about that kind of thing this just something that happens. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. so he, he took it well, tried to encourage me and my brother did the same. So everybody was very positive on this, on this condition and they've since still been very supportive. All right. Mom was reaching into her bag of tricks, trying to find stuff. Did that ever feel like <laughs> overwhelming? Because I know moms can be overwhelming with the information that they find. And, oh, I found this one study or I found this herb that may be able to help you. Did you ever feel overwhelmed? <laughs> My family support. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Mama has all the tricks. Like, like I said, uh, all, all the vitamins that I need to take. Uh, go ahead, get, take this vitamin D. You need to go uh, re up on your fish oil. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You need to uh, make sure you are uh, drinking water. Get that inflammation down. Uh, you taking your vitamins uh, D today? Take your vitamin C, your zinc. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mailing stuff to me, right? <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. I don't got no so what is what has the treatment process been for you like the last couple of years? Is it just uh, constant infusions every couple of months that you get? Like, t tell me kind of about what's your what's your schedule like? All right, so I am on the uh, auto inject stuff, the uh, sub Q. There we go, uh, sub Q. I do the auto injections. I've been doing that with uh, started off with Capaxone. Uh, uh, then it migrated over to uh, Glatopa, same family of stuff. It's just the uh, non-name brand version of uh, Copaxone. So I've been on that the whole time. I've been thinking about moving to an oral, uh, oral, more oral thing to kind of mm -hmm. give me some relief because I hate needles. <laughs> I've always mm -hmm. hated needles, and I do, <laughs> and I do these three times a week, right? Auto injection. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Uh, I've been trying to find something to get me off of the off the needle parts because I hate them. But everything else, the oral medication just seems like it's so harsh. The toxicity levels are higher than I want them to be. Uh, the infusions, they are uh, in my plan, in my thoughts. But the toxicity levels on those are pretty high. And I know they're only like twice, some are only twice a year. Uh, and that kind of is a, a, appealing to me, right? So... I might do something mm -hmm. like that, but right now, just been on the sub cues. Has there been any uh, side effects that you've noticed uh, taking those sub Q medications? By sub Q, he means basically he's injecting no. the medication underneath his skin. For those yep. who don't know what sub Q is, <laughs> oh, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> that, that, that dictionary, but no, uh, 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 no side effects that I that I can really tell. Uh, from the Copaxone or the Glutopa, rather, uh, no, except for the injection sites where I have some knotting there, it may uh, look kind of deformed a bit uh, for a little while, and get maybe up to a maybe silver dollar size, uh, I guess puffs up, puff ups. <laughs> if you want to call it that, lack mm -hmm. of better word. Uh, 
Uh, so injection spot reactions gets a little red, and it's also scary as heck. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. right. So, how often do you have to go see your neurologist, and what do y'all kind of talk about when you go see your neurologist? So, uh, once a year, uh, I typically go uh, go see her, and it's usually towards the end of the year. And once I do talk to her, uh, I, I have been doing recently since COVID. The uh, the video uh, video visits, uh, telenursing or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but prior to that, we go over the normal things. Uh, my movement mechanics uh, is all my reflexes still good? Can I walk still? <laughs> Does she notice any differences that I don't see uh, in my vision? Maybe uh, so. Just the typical things that uh, my initial uh, symptoms were, plus some other little minor things that she may notice. I want to go over. Did you have to go and do any kind of physical therapy for this? Did you talk about your uh, movement, your mechanics, your gait mm-hmm. was uh, abnormal, the vertigo, like physical right. therapy involved so, in no, your treatment? Uh, no therapy, no physical therapy outside of what I was kind of doing on my own. Because uh, I was still hitting the gym, <laughs> making sure I was uh, my coordination was still there. Uh, I still go running and things like that and making sure that my mobility was still good. I have a test with my hand because uh, I couldn't do this when my symptoms started. It was it was doing all these other things. So I go do a test or look over the shoulder kind of thing. So nothing formal, but things that I had read about during my research time uh, that I could kind of test for to make sure it's still working. Mm-hmm. And no recent episodes of remission the last couple of years? None, none. Not in the past few years. Thank you, thank you. Won't he do it? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Speaking of God, like how much right. during this whole situation have you gotten in closer relationship with God, if at all? Yes, man. Super close. Once once this happened, I mean, I had a close relationship with God in the first place. My grandma always had me at church. I always got a shout out. Uh, Miss Illinois, Illinois Littleton, Illinois Cox. Love you, grandma. <laughs> always had me in the church <laughs> and everything like that. So my faith has always been there. But once it got diagnosed, of course, you go through those little uh, internal things when something's amiss. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying I have to climb back on. Go, go to my church, listen to some more sermons, and uh, know that God had a reason for all this, right? You know what I'm saying? So as mild as it is, and he made it mild, but he also made me sit down to think about my health. So thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Did you ever go through a period of why me? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and just keep it real, which I went through a bout of depression with it. Uh, and along with uh, other things that were going on in my life, this had to come and jump on my back. So, of course, why me kind of thing? I'm already going through this this situation. Why are you going to add this on? <laughs> Body, why are you turning against me kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. How'd you pull yourself out that hole? Because sometimes we don't realize we're in that depression hole until it's too late or somebody <laughs> right? else kind of recognizes it first. Right, right, right. Uh, when I, uh, I, I guess, started noticing how I was treating other people, right? 
you know, as they say, hurt mm-hmm. people hurt people. So I was being a little bit more uh, standoffish and more uh, uh, apprehensive towards people. And I had to recognize that. And then reality checks. Crystal, <laughs> my wife, mm-hmm. she she gave me a hard reality check and say, ask me, what is wrong with you kind of thing? You are, you weren't like this. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even dismissive of my, of my friends. And I just have to be told. My family told me. My parents, my mom told me, what's up with you kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they reeled me in. They helped me realize that something was going on with me. And then I had to do some internal thinking and see like, hey. I might be depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if anybody going to call you out, it's Crystal. She going to call you mm-hmm. out and hold, hold you accountable. Man. <laughs> so, That's the Louisiana so, end, man. <laughs> yep, yep. Definitely sound. Shout out to the boot. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> since you've had your two boys, have you thought about this in relationship to them, like later on in life, like them possibly being needing to help you out with certain things or mm. worried about them possibly developing this later on in life? What kind of thoughts have you had with this in relationship to your to your twins? Yeah, yeah, that's of course, that's always a worry because all, all dads and all parents want to be the one that runs around with their kids. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throwing the ball playing catch kind of thing and that's something that i would i was would hope doesn't happen when they start getting older where uh i no longer have use of some type of extremity or some type of uh mental function kind of thing so of course and i worry about them if they would have it so i even now look for (laughs) look for signs of uh something that's a miss from outside of uh normal uh baby grow up stuff right (laughs) normal baby mm-hmm. behavior uh and again i, I don't want to see them if something really happens to me where i'm more debilitated or i'm out of my mind i do not want them to see me like that so i'm hoping that nothing bad happens going forward or it doesn't get worse to where they have to witness this mm-hmm. has there been anything that you didn't expect that would happen that you could educate people on as far as, man, I didn't know these drugs were going to cost this much. Uh, The testing that had to go involved into getting an actual diagnosis. Sometimes we as physicians, we just kind of put orders in and like, okay, you got to go get this blood work done. And now you're getting like a $5,000 bill that we may not know about until (laughs) you tell us later or you just keep it to yourself. Like what was those unexpected things for you along this journey? Right, right. Uh, the biggest thing was the, the diagnosis side of it, and then the, the, the post-test things. So the, the post-diagnosis things, because you got to make sure your blood work is still good. You got to make sure that uh, uh, you're still eating right kind of thing. Just the the mechanics that goes into keeping you, I mean, it's kind of bad to say, but keeping your body intact, especially if you got some type of condition where you don't know what can happen, right? So, mm-hmm. uh I, I just didn't realize, and also I didn't realize how much love people have for you, right? You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, sometimes people let you down. But it's mm-hmm. been a lot of people in my life that have been told of this ailment or condition, and they were cool about it. And and that's that's the positive side about it. And like I said, the negative is just everything that's involved with <laughs> diagnosis and keeping up with your health and 
the medication and everything like that and trying to find something that's suitable for you. Right. Have you joined any like support groups? I have not. I, but I do uh, <laughs> piggyback off my mom because she joined the support group. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she tells me all the things that happen there. She sends me the publications <laughs> and the literature that they send out. And I read it, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, she has a little bit more time than I do, <laughs> than I do to research these things. <laughs> so in this overall process, is there anything you wish you would have done differently? Actually, yes, getting out the military and staying active. So that's, I, I think the uh, depletion of vitamin D is one of the uh, one of the causes of MS. And like I said, I've been super physical majority of my adult life and physical and uh, active and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's just weird that things kind of fell off like that, right? So that's how it goes. Do you think like kind of where you are right now as far as being more in tune with your body that if this wouldn't have happened that you wouldn't be as in tune with your body as far as I know you do CrossFit sometimes. I know you're probably monitoring what you put into your body diet wise more so like did this kind of wake you up? In certain aspects, mm. even though you're probably doing, you were doing well before with those <laughs> things, but locked you in even more. Yes, it did. It did, man. Maybe uh, for sure. Think about the things that I eat and my my physical capabilities, right? So uh, it keeps me on track. Because if I wouldn't have uh, <laughs> been diagnosed with this ailment, I would have still been living college days, uh, eating all the snacks, all the pizzas, <laughs> all the hamburgers, and <laughs> and anything else that I that I saw that was edible. All the donuts. Donuts. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> man, I, man, I am a sweets fan, bro. I love me some ice cream. I still be on the ice cream, but a little bit more tame <laughs> now. Oh, and chocolate. Man. I'm a chocolate fan. <laughs> Y'all still got all that Halloween candy close to the movie room and stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, that, it's it's been repurposed. It's no longer Halloween candy. It's just office snacks. <laughs> Okay. Use whatever synonym you feel like is suitable for the situation so you, get, so you could eat it. Oh, man. So you, if you had to leave some lasting words of wisdom for individuals listening to this episode, those who don't have MS, those who do have MS, um, about your whole um, situation and how everything's developed, like what would you, what would you say? I would just say just take care of yourself. That, that's the biggest thing. Uh, make sure you're taking your vitamins because uh, vitamin deficiency causes all types of things. Uh, keep your stress down uh, as much as you can. I know this world and this, uh, this world is crazy right now. Just keep your stress levels down because stress causes all types of inflammation in your body. You'll never know what that could do. And you can get diagnosed with MS, right? <laughs> so uh, mm. uh, just maintain maintain your uh your physical being uh, your physicalness at least get out and walk uh do something that's physical uh and hug on your loved ones man because you never know when you'll need somebody or when you gotta tell somebody some bad news or some unfavorable news and you want them to be acceptable of it right accepting of it so uh just take care of yourself because nobody else will as much as you will church 
That boy preaching over there. <laughs> Reverend Cox, man, with the good word you know what I'm over saying? there. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, as always, I always end my podcast with Randy's random questions. And so, I'm going okay. to ask you some random questions as we close out. So, you ready, Jarvis? Let's see. Let's see what you got. All right. So, question number one. What is one word that you would use to describe your home state of Mississippi? One word, and why would you choose that one word to represent the state of Mississippi? Man, I'm going to call it, and I'm going to represent the state of Mississippi from Jackson's perspective. I say, what's up, Juke? What's up, Juke? You know what I'm saying? Juke City, Jacktown, Jews, we out here, man. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> so, someone who's not from Mississippi and doesn't know what that means, explain what "what's up, Jew" is. Even though it's more than one word, it's a whole, it's a whole thing that he just said. You gotta explain "what's up, Jew." What it's, does that mean? It's it's a movement, man. Jew, J U. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just something that's uh endearing. Like, what's up, man? What what's going on, Jew? What's happening, man? Well, it's a it's a term of endearment, you know what I'm saying, and and it can mean kind of anything you want it to be at the end. <laughs> so all right, uh, all right, mm-hmm. all right, Jew. So we're gonna ask you the next question. <laughs> Who would you most like to sit next to on a ten hour flight, and why? If you could sit next to any celebrity mm-hmm. on a ten hour flight, you can sit there and ask them a whole bunch of questions. It don't even have to be a celebrity. Mm. It can be um, a fictional mm. character, <laughs> somebody from history. I'll even say dead or alive. You pick who you want. Man. Who would you sit next to? Man. Okay, okay. Man, I, man I'm just going to be cliche with it. I'm going to say Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? That's favorite <laughs> artist. You know what I'm saying? He, he always got some jamming music. He seems like he's having a good time every time you see him. And shoot. He always got some slick and funny things to say, man. Everybody needs some comedy and some uh, and some uh, some laughter in their life, and plus some good music, man. We can freestyle a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and jam to the classics. Oh man, this boy <laughs> said cliche followed by Lil Wayne. That is not even a cliche answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Jarvis man, answer right to, there. To who? <laughs> okay maybe yeah i'm sure somebody in my audience would want to sit next to wheezy in first class for 10 hours and sit there freestyle wheezy, with. Yeah. all right so this is the last question okay you ready okay. yes crystal is what to you man do how many how much time you got <laughs> you know what i'm saying take as long man, as crystal, you need to describe gotcha gotcha crystal is my best friend, my confidant, my comic relief, my the love of my life, the mother of my beautiful children. Uh, uh, she she makes me laugh. She makes me smile and cry. And she amazes me. And she is my everything to sum it all up. I love this woman to death. And I would not be anywhere without her. Thank you, Crystal, for falling into my life at that Papa Do's. <laughs> on 75. <laughs> oh, man. It's a whole bunch of women over there like, ah. 
And they, you gonna get somebody in trouble. They, why you don't talk to me like how he describing his wife? Like why I can't get this? Like, oh, you know man, what I'm saying? Shout out to Papa I'm a one of one, bro. Shout out to Papa Dose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we keep, we're gonna get them to sponsor this podcast. We're gonna send an episode. But all right, Jarvis, thank you for being on. We're gonna let you off Randy's random question Appreciate hot seat. Thank you Thank for sharing, you. sharing a whole bunch of information and being willing and being open and honest. And hopefully this uh, information that you have provided will serve to help others. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, man. Again, I want to thank you for inviting me on this show. This amazing podcast, brother, man. I listen to you all the time. You're a wonderful brother. Uh, um, <laughs> you're a wonderful line brother. And you're a wonderful doctor and all. Love you, bro. All right. Appreciate it. Love you too, man. As you can see, listening to your body is very important. I'm glad Jarvis went and got checked out. His symptoms and conditions could have potentially gotten worse and it's affected his health even more so than it does right now. Make sure you listen to your body and go see your doctor if you're feeling a little off. Just go get checked out. It doesn't hurt. Thank you, Jarvis, also known by his line name, Auction. Don't tell anybody. For being on the podcast. I appreciate you being on and sharing your story. You did a great job. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with others. Check out my past episodes on depression, insomnia, and colon cancer screening if you already haven't done so. You still have time to catch up with On Call with Dr. Randy. Those episodes are up, so just go back in the vault and check out those episodes. Next week, I'll have on Harry Potter fan and math whiz Angela Graves. For the second part in this series, I'm Too Young for This Issue. Angela was diagnosed with thyroid cancer as a teenager right before going to college. If there was anyone who was too young for some ish, it was Ange. Or as I call her, Super Ange, because of all the things that she's gone through. Her story is an interesting one. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday to hear Angela's story. And I will see you all again next Wednesday. And as always, stay healthy physically and mentally.